Blog Talk Radio. Slams President Biden for his imbecile military 
pullout. Donald Trump quotes, everything woke turns to shit. Uh, basically, that's what he said. Surgeon General, vaccine mandates at businesses, colleges, a very reasonable thing to do. The Surgeon General, who, what is Surgeon General? What's he, what's he a general of? Nothing. Uh, you know, uh, teachers, teachers, uh, let's see, um, hypocrisy. Tomorrow is the first day of school here in North Carolina. Students will be required to wear their masks. The hypocrisy. The unmasked Pelosi speaks at maskless Democratic uh, Democrat fundraiser. They're all hypocrites. Have you had enough yet, people? Have you had enough? I mean, seriously. I mean, Jewish doctor, COVID medical tyranny is genocide against the innocent. This Jewish doctor here. How about that guy, huh? Something else. Nuremberg Code, punishable by death. Nuremberg Code, punishable by death. Let's get into that one right here. That one looks like a very interesting one. Let's uh, play that one for you here. I think that's that's, uh, this is Dr. Fauci here. We need to get him on a trial here, get him uh, put up there, have some more trials here. All right, let's play this one right here, and then we'll uh, generate some talking points. Remember, phone number 657-383-0616. Press the number one, unscreened, uncensored. Have you been a good little nothing? Are the petty tyrants who have recklessly mandated vaccines while refusing non-vaccinated people food, employment, and basic freedom of choice violating the internationally recognized Nuremberg Code, which is punishable by death? Yes. Yes, they are. I will not bow. I will not surrender to this tyrant over this issue. I am not a slave. They are violating the set of research ethics principles for human experimentation created by the USA versus Brandt Court as one result of the Nuremberg trials at the end of the Second World War with abandon. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. Section 1001 of the U.S. Criminal Code creates a felony and a five-year penalty for lying to Congress. You stated that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And yet, gain-of-function research was done entirely in the Wuhan Institute by Dr. Xi and was funded by the NIH. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress. Now they want you to show a vaccine card. And if you got caught with someone eating at your restaurant without a vaccine card, thousand bucks. Two times, 2,000 bucks. How do you feel about that? I feel that my uh, liberties have been taken away from me. This year fires! Last year's year! Nurses from Dignity Health took to the streets Friday to protest the California COVID-19 vaccine mandate. The mandate, announced August 5th, requires all healthcare workers in California to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 by September 30th. Otherwise, they will lose their jobs. Any establishment that serves food or drinks like restaurants, bars, and clubs, theaters, as well as entertainment venues will require that vaccination. And gyms like this one, as well as dance studios, also included those large events at those indoor venues. The beginning of the Nuremberg Code reads, the voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. This means that the person involved should have legal capacity to give consent, should be so situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice, 
without the intervention of any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, overreaching, or other ulterior form of constraint or coercion, and should have sufficient knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter involved as to enable him to make an understanding and enlightened decision. An experiment is defined as a test, trial, or tentative procedure, an act or operation for the purpose of discovering something unknown. So far, 237 candidate vaccines against SARS-CoV-2 are in development worldwide, of which 63 have been approved for clinical trials and 27 are evaluated in phase three clinical trials. Six candidate vaccines have been authorized for emergency use based on their efficacy data in phase three trials. The FDA's emergency authorization of the ineffective vaccine describes emergency approval as a mechanism to facilitate the availability and use of medical countermeasures, including vaccines, during public health emergencies, such as the current COVID-19 pandemic, and an emergency to diagnose, treat, or prevent serious or life-threatening diseases when certain statutory criteria have been met, including that there are no adequate, approved, and available alternatives. There are a myriad of early treatment alternatives that could have already saved thousands of lives had the doctors promoting them not been censored by Silicon Valley, which allowed politicians to pretend they were licensed in the Hippocratic Oath. You had a first shot and got away with it. Thank God, thank the Lord, but don't take the second shot. Because when you take the second shot, you are going to be asking for big trouble. Why? Because now, out come the spikes. Now the antibodies are there, as we know. Then the complement system has no other way. It has no choice. It has no brain. It's going to riddle this vessel with holes. Natural immunity is much stronger and much broader and much deeper and much longer lasting than vaccine immunity. And we have over and over now data showing how long natural immunity, having had COVID uh, immunity, survives and, and lasts compared to the, the three to five or six months of vaccine immunity before you need booster after booster after booster. I want to show you a couple of these and tell you that your biggest red flag for propaganda from public health is experts say. They're not saying the data shows. They're not saying the study shows. They say experts say. I've already had COVID-19, so I don't need to be vaccinated. This is a myth, according to public health. Doctors know this is a fact. We have a broad and durable immune response to COVID, and there are multiple studies that document that we do not need to be vaccinated. And yet we have these statements, you should still get vaccinated, health experts say. While it may appear that the vaccine mandates are the only answer to a SARS coronavirus with strong ties to a lab in Wuhan, China, through the face of the rollout, Dr. Fauci and a pre-planned readiness by the United Nations corporate industrial complex, is the FDA destroying its credibility approving the Pfizer vaccine, which has 42% efficacy, an experiment that will now carry the full weight of the FDA's approval? Every American household should have early treatment readily available instead of being forced into being vaccine guinea pigs. John Bound reporting. I believe we're already halfway into this insane year of 2021. We're seeing world government, world IDs being announced, forced inoculations. All the tyranny we warned of is now here. 
But on the good side, there is also a global awakening, the likes of which this planet has never seen. So truly, the battle between good and evil is now front and center. That's why I want to thank all the viewers and all the listeners for your yeah, the battle for evil is right front and center. How are we going to take it to their ass? That's what I want to know. How are we going to take it? How are we going to stand up for our freedom? Expose them, expose them, expose them. How much more exposed can they be? Even on this podcast show, we have the health department on the phone. On the phone. Long Beach, California, last week. The guy freaking, if you listen to it, the 33 minutes of the interview, 33 minutes, you're shaking your head if you're awoke and you understand what's going on, like how, and, and I posted that link actually that, to several sites where people were talking about pro-vaccinations and the attacks that I received, and it's just, it, I mean, it's just insane. You have someone from the health department talking about you already lost your rights because you have a cell phone. What the heck? What's going on? George Washington. George Washington, where are you? Thomas Jefferson, you must be rolling in your grave. You must be repenting from heaven. You must be. You just can't. Like, how can you look down from heaven and see what the hell is going on here? Now, and we've lost our republic for sure. We know that. We've been over that a billion times and people still just don't get it. We tell them how to get it back and they still just don't get it. We talk about the Federal Reserve how they hijacked our currency, our money, and how they money launder all our money and our taxes. But still, people just don't get it. My taxes, my taxes. Your taxes don't pay for the police or the roads to be rebuilt. They don't pay for it. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't. They pay for stuff like what's going on over in Afghanistan right now. Another debacle right there. Foreign policy, a sham. What kind of foreign policy does this, this United States District Corporation running in a sham? Farce and mockery. That's what it all is. But nothing, not a peep. I don't see anybody protesting in the streets this weekend. I don't see anybody marching. I don't see anybody angry. I don't see nothing, none of that. At all, I just see the same stupid crap on social media. I still get the same bullcrap emails. I still get the same nonsense text messages from people. I still hear the same old thing over and over and over. I mean, what's the point sometimes? I mean, really, at the end of the day, some of you out there who are really taking it out there to fight, because I know there are good people out there to fighting. I know there is, but we just don't have the numbers. We're trying to motivate the, the masses here to, to rise up. And as soon as we start getting ahead, what do they do? They flashbang our houses and haul us off and throw us in the freaking federal prison for 15 years. You know? I mean, what what... Other people say just stay out of their way. You can't stay out of their way when they're knocking on your door ready to shove a needle in your ass. I mean, what what, what the hell can you do? What's, where are we going with this? I mean, you, you take them to court, you do it lawfully, and they just throw it away. Had a judge in court uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm not going to get in my personal case here. I've done that, made that mistake before. Oh, boy. That cost me freaking a year-long legal battle and four trips to jail. You know, but, but uh, you know, it's, it, it, you know, I had him last week sitting down. I had him by the law, and he's angry with me. It's angry with me because I got him by the law. You, you're going you're gonna to articulate this, buddy. You know? He's mad at me because I'm enforcing the law because I'm in charge. It's my court. 
people, some of you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but, you know, imagine if I had 70 other people behind me doing the same thing. Maybe we could have made a little difference here and flipped the script on this freaking uh, family, so-called family courts they got here, getting involved in my personal relationship over nothing, over freaking a text message that I never sent. Come on, man. What the hell is what the hell is going on here? But this is the crap that we got going on. Where are you, people? Where are you? Where is everybody? No, what I'll do tonight is I'll open up the phone lines and I'll get some queer on the phone talking making fart noises. That's what I'll get. You know? Yeah. Do you feel the pain yet? Do you feel it? Maybe we got to, maybe they do got to vaccinate the population. Maybe we got to freaking just, maybe we got to hit rock bottom. Maybe the t- maybe we just need to sit back and watch the traffic go on by and watch the lemmings go over the cliff. And whoever's left over that's alive or still here or has something left that, or still has a little bit of motivation left, maybe then that's the remnant that we have to start with and rebuild. I don't know. But they say it'll be too late by then because we'll already be chipped and we'll be AI robots and walking around like zombies. I, you know, I mean, what, who the hell wants to live like that, right? I don't know. I am out of solutions and answers. And I really can't say it any more better than I just did right there on what the state of affairs are and understanding the times in which we live today. I don't think I could have said it any better. I don't know. Six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Does anybody want to try? Take a crack at it, maybe. Let's see. Five zero three. Open up your line. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? I am a. I won't. Don't worry. I'm not going to say where. I'm a teacher in Portland, Oregon, and we have to start teaching this coming school year about uh, the, how great these vaccines are. How you and how do they expect and, you to do that? <laughs> you know when well, they're not. You know, well, it'd be one thing if I were a biology teacher, but I teach earth science, and you know, I don't have yep. a background in biology anyway. And and, uh, yeah. and you know, and, so and what do they really want you to do? Well, I mean, what, so how how do you do? They give you the curriculum and how or the or the platform of how or the you know the script here and how you're going to go about doing this. I'd like to hear about this oh. if they do have that released to you. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it starts off on the first day. Now, I also want it, I also have a, a, a nurse science curriculum I need to complete, but the first three weeks, or not three weeks, like basically it's, it's three weeks, but they said that we have to teach it over one, so we, we kind of have, can cut and paste as we want, but basically go over where vaccines started from, then we talk about, you know, Jonas Salt, the polio vaccine. They would talk about RNA, mRNA, and uh, and and then the whole there's a whole section on the sociological facts of how deficient people are who don't get vaccines and how they're wrong and how dangerous they are and how you basically have to accept this or you're wrong. They want us to teach that. <laughs> Unreal. And, and, and I I'll tell you with 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 something too is that. I have, during my free periods when I'm in my room doing work, I let the kids come in and just kind of hang out and have their own space. I, I, I like teaching. I always have. I like being around young people. I have a, I, I got to tell you, I know a lot of people don't, but I, I, I'm really optimistic about the future with the young people I know and, you know, see in school. 
And so I let them hang out in my room, and I hear them talk about stuff they're learning in classes. They're learning. Uh, they they have uh, they have a pro they have a homosexuality class. They basically take pro homosexuality class where they they learn oh, that you know homosexuality is. So they so they have a class that just dedicates itself to teaching about homosexuality and and well, and and and, well, and, and, and uh, wow. Well, they don't. Well, they don't call it. I oh Jesus, what is the name of that class? It is it is social social recognition and worth. It, it it's something really right out of 1984. Yeah, yeah. No, I get the I get the. The logistics of what you're trying to say and how the how they bring it about, but but uh, I mean, so they have a teacher that's assigned to that class. I mean, like is it just like he he's a major, he majors in that, or, or that's his that's his class and he teaches kids to homo- homosexuality. Well, some of the teachers are female; <laughs> they're not all male. Um, well, well yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just a figure of speech, I guess, because I'm a man. I guess. Oh, well, I'm not politically correct. Sorry. <laughs> There's another subject. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Uh, the 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 woman who teaches it in our school, she I believe was a home ec teacher. I don't know her that well um, for no particular reason. I just I just don't know her that well. Um, but I know some of the other people were sociology majors. Were um, and one was a women's studies major. I know I know the guy the guy who teaches at the school right next to where I live, well, right where I live, yep. uh, he was a w- women's studies major. And this, it's about social recognition, how, uh, you know, basically you are wrong. Any type of old-fashioned old values is wrong. And, and you know, it's interesting because I teach a, a big, a lot of global warming. That's a big part part of the curriculum. You know, the, the um, you know, it's, it's just so interesting but I still have a lot of faith in the children of today. So you see, you see hope. You see basically hope, and, and you're enthusiastic about the hope that the children out there may have uh, uh, something to offer us, basically, with what's being taught. I mean, you, you see, you, you're excited, I guess you could say. I'm getting that from you. I, I, I think so, because, you know, when, you know, the, 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 the pro-homosexuality class, these kids, they're not hateful kids. They don't hate gay people they don't see anything wrong with the gay lifestyle um and nor should they uh so i don't think they need to be taught anything about it i think it's just a waste of their time they're very yeah. open-minded they're very forward thinking and i and i like that um sure uh so i i think when it comes to all these whacked out curriculums where the united states is bad everything is bad they they're very forward-thinking, and I, I do think we're going to be okay. So you think? So you think? So you foresee the future of this country? You don't see us going in, uh, into the abyss of, uh, of, of uh, tyranny and, and control, and the end isn't really coming cl- coming close. We're just maybe maybe even I'm guilty of uh, hyping it up too much. You're saying maybe that maybe there is hope. Is that what you're saying? Uh, you know, I, I I think the way these kids are smarter than we give them credit for. I'm not saying you're, I'm not saying you're saying they're not smart. I think they're smarter than we give them credit for. Okay. I, I I really do. Um, you, you know, uh, but because I mean, what what? Because I I think this this whole leftist agenda in high school is going to end up backfiring. 
on these kids and they're start, and they're going to say like, Hey, we were never hateful. We never hated gay people. We don't care about gay marriage. Well, why were you talking about this? Why did you waste up so much time in our class? Why are you telling us we hate the United States? We don't hate the United States. The United States never did anything bad to us. We don't support all these wars. Uh, we, you know, I, I really think it's sort of, they're so just inculcated that I think they're going to have a re- there's going to be a reflexive reaction to it, where they say none of the stuff you're teaching us was true. Everything you were painting us as the country as we never felt this way. We don't believe it. So, I, I really think it's going to backfire. Huh. Interesting. That's, that's an interesting point of view. I haven't heard that one in a while. I guess you could say. From taking the perspective of you know understanding the times in which we live today, I, that's interesting. I haven't heard that you know uh, uh, pushed you know well, the way you're uh, talking and bringing the message across. I mean, and and for somebody that's in the educational uh, or the education field or school system, I mean, uh, so basically everything that we're seeing and hearing right now about the world and the times in which we live today, the doom and gloom. Do you think that, you know, look, we're not, nobody's going to pull the rug out from underneath everybody. We're going to be okay. The youth, the youth, not, not, not take this literally here, but the youth, it's okay. Let, you know, put a little more trust and effort into our youth, you know? I, I, I think, I think so. You know, I mean, they, I mean, yeah, I think put a little faith into them. Yeah. Uh, they didn't like Donald Trump, but I don't think they. I, I think they didn't like him because I just don't think. I think a lot of you people saw Donald Trump as just some rich guy who didn't earn anything in his life. I think that's why they didn't like him. I don't really know if it was a message. I just think they just didn't like him because um, I think they okay. saw him as a bigoted racist guy but i don't that but but i don't they didn't dislike his message okay all right well all right that's fair i mean you know and and a lot of people didn't like his message and a lot of people do like his message i guess you know uh making everybody happy all the time you know and uh is is a really impossibility really in today's day and age with social media and the information age and all this uh, instant, uh, I guess you could say, communication that we have with each other. You know, I guess making everybody happy is really an impossible improbability, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, you know, you're never going to please everybody, but it was just the, the I don't know. This, the younger generation just had had some yeah, sense okay. about them. I mean, I don't know. Do, do you do you disagree? I mean, I, I you're you're being very respectful. I was just curious. Do you, do you disagree with what what I'm saying? I I actually do. As far as the youth comes, uh, I think our youth is lost today. I don't think that they give us any type of foundation to build, uh, you know, to carry on what our forefathers or founders of America. Uh, their vision and what they saw America to be. I think it's switching and it's going for the worst. And and and, and I think it's really attack, attacking the white male out there today. The narrative out there is really destroying the white male and what and the contributions the white men have uh, uh, you know built how they built America and built uh, basically the world around that we see today. I think they're being attacked so very badly in a wrong way. Oh, that, that's interesting, yeah. Because I never, um, I never picked up on that. I, I, I just, yeah, that, that's interesting. For me, they just look at it as like we don't hate anybody. But I do have one question: Can you lick your own asshole? 
Is that what you really wanted? To, you went all can, that, can that time can, can just asking me asshole. something like that? Can, can, hey, Pecker Breath, can you look your own asshole shit? Tape, I know, but, shit but hang on. You can waited you all that time just to say something. Why didn't you just come out and say it in the beginning and then we had a discussion? No, it's too funny because you're so you know, stupid. Oh, okay, okay. So, well, I'm so glad. You well, I'll tell you what. Are you going to tell with me that not, much, With that much, well, Peck now you want me to speak or we're going to get into a shouting contest. Hello? Are you going to look your own asshole? Well, well, hang on a second. I'm going to answer you. I'm going to answer you. But if we're going to yell at each other and, and you know, go that route, we're never going to get anywhere, right? But if you don't, I will look for you. You I will find you, and I will kill you. Okay, there we go. All right, there we go. Uh, Bianca, three, one, four. Go ahead. <laughs> Man, I don't know what to say. You really do attract them, don't you? These are for the I know. I guess so. Huh? <laughs> I mean, they huh? just, uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is with them. <laughs> I mean, the guy was going you know, was having a really interesting discussion with me until he just. And then he just figured he'd get that one dig in there. And I, I saw it coming. I saw it coming after a while, you know. <laughs> well, I've heard him several times lead up to that Oh, okay. Question. I didn't recognize him. Several But anyway, yeah, you know, uh, what he was saying, though, you want to comment? Well, you know, that's some of the uh, mental aspect, mental test they put with gun ownership. We see some of these laws popping up. And yeah. He would have a hard time passing, but... Uh, no, I don't see Donald Trump as a racist. I never have seen him as a racist. That's just no, a bunch of bullcrap. White males have been effectively neutered over a period of time. Yeah. Uh, as far as Afghanistan is concerned, Donald Trump done a good job when he negotiated with the uh, Taliban on this last 10 years. Well, it was 10 years. Up. Well, this is 20 years, so according to the Koran, they're supposed to have uh, affiliation with the enemy for 10 years. Apparently, after the first 10 years of up, they extended it where it would have ended under Donald Trump. And everything would have been cool. I mean, they yeah. followed their Quran. The Quran is the Constitution in Saudi Arabia. <clears throat> but, of course, here comes Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Joe Biden and his diverse administration would look like a bowl of Fruit Loops and Skittles. <laughs> there you go, Skittles. <laughs> visually Skittle appealing. Trayvon Martin, that's right, Skittles. <laughs> visually appealing to today's uh, society, but when it comes down to being affected, they don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. And we can see that. Oh, yeah. And if you box, especially if you box these liberals into a corner, they really go berserk. I mean, it's like, you know, they... They they um, they lose it. I mean, and it's funny too when that happens. I mean, like when Trump first won in the White House, there they were all flopping on the ground, crying and like kicking, like stomping their feet, like, oh man, how did this happen? And, you know, and they got their revenge though, rigging the election. But you know, they uh, <laughs> they got their way. Well, we we'll get back at that. Uh, we we'll, we'll yeah, get yeah. on that if people do like they're supposed to, Joe. That's another thing. But uh, people got to do like they're supposed to do and uh, that's kind of hard for them to do I see all kind of things coming up I see where you got some former felons people coming out of jail want their voting rights back not only on state level but they want to affect the 15th amendment and they trying to do that 
you and know, a lot of states they do they, get them back automatically. Actually, you know, in a lot of states, I, you know, I think it's up to the individual state. And I think I wish the man when when somebody does their time and then you know they did their crime, they did their time. You know what? All their rights should be restored automatically. There's no petition this, petition that. You know, you get your rights back if you completed your sentence. It's over, and that's it. You know, because there are a lot of people that are you know whack Fruit Loops that you know. You can't have out there intermingling with people, you know. But but for the most part, though, the prisons are nothing but a warehouse, you know. Well, I agree with you, but I don't think they should be. Now, me personally, and of course the state I in, I'm in. I wouldn't want the legislature to permit them to vote while they're in prison. No, I don't no, think no, no, right. no. I agree. Yeah, while they're yeah. in prison, no. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. And but, uh, you know another thing too. We know that the United States served its purpose when it initially went into Afghanistan. They went there uh, looking for those who was involved with 9-11, which I approved. Yep. Joseph, any time that you have enough audacity to harm an American citizen and you're sitting in a position like you are head of a group or something like that, you're making these plans on further future attacks, you should be hunted down and killed. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The old cliche on war is to tear up stuff and kill people. And as far as your enemy hiding in in civil populations, and especially if it's the leader, see, here's the thing: in some cases, the civil population is the one to tolerate, vote, and tolerate these people. But if yep. time got down to the nitty gritty, I would tell them. To give a somebody's trying to call it a give a uh, warning to the population that it's time for you to get out, give them enough time, then go in there and do what you got to do. Sure. And hopefully sure. there's no collateral damages, but you know sometimes there are. Yeah. So no, I I, I I wholeheartedly agree with you. I can't I can't disagree with you on that aspect of 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 the conversation. And uh, but uh, I've got I've got uh, let's see here I think I've got maybe this might be the Sarge here I'm gonna bring him in on the conversation here I believe this could be him got a couple private callers but I've been pretty lucky lucky lately with uh, oh something just fell down all right let's uh, let's go ahead there private caller go ahead Sarge you want it, is that you all right man play the lottery you're probably gonna hit it man <laughs> ah man hey, I gotta play the numbers. <laughs> hey hey look man you know I, I, that guy who called in. And asked yeah. about your uh, your your um, contortionist ability. He's probably yeah. just looking for hints and tips. <laughs> but look, man, I look, man, let's do serious business here. Now I watch Mr. Buck stops here, Biden, telling us that the buck stops with him. You know, he's, I guess he's trying to play Harry S. Truman on us. Uh, he ain't doing a very good job. But he claims he's bound by Trump's decision to withdraw. He actually did. And that, therefore, he really can't be blamed for it because Trump made an agreement with the Taliban prior to him taking office. Now, I'd like to note that ever since Biden came into office, all he's done is destroy the Trump agreements he made, oh, like with protocols with the Central Latin America, you know, Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico, El Salvador, the 
control immigration on our southern border, remain in Mexico policy. He negotiated agreements that they would deploy their own troops at no expense to the United States, doing the job that we would have had to pay American troops to do. And Joe Biden had no problem whatsoever in completely negating those agreements. He had no problem with negating the agreements uh, on energy leases and pipeline contracts. He had none whatsoever. But somehow we're supposed to believe after seven goddamn months. Now, remember, when Trump negotiated those agreements, the Taliban didn't control most of Afghanistan. They were negotiating so the Americans could conduct an orderly withdrawal from Afghanistan after he made clear to them that any harm to any American would be followed by swift and prompt destructive retaliation. So the situation on the ground was not like it is now. It was a stable, relatively stable situation in Afghanistan. Not one American soldier had been killed in over a year or two years. I forget what it was. Not one. It was stable. But yet we're supposed to believe that this man did not have enough flexibility to adjust to a changing situation, that it changed completely tactically on the ground. And remember, we've got a strategic veteran reserve called the 82nd Airborne Division that no matter what the situation is anywhere in the world, with no prior warning, they're expected to be able to get in their aircraft take off and deploy anywhere in the world within 72 damn hours. After the Battle of Midway, the United States Armed Forces changed direction and within six weeks planned and invaded Guadalcanal. Within six Uh weeks. Because the situation changes in the Pacific from the strategic defensive to the strategic offensive. And this fool, this senile, demented, addled old goat, tell me, after having advance warning in the form of Pentagon reports and State Department assessments that a warning of an imminent collapse of the Afghan National Army and the Afghan government, they made no, zero contingency plans to evacuate American citizens or to secure American equipment prior to this catastrophe. It is beyond belief, and if this was a proper government like they have in parliamentarian systems like in Great Britain, they would dissolve this government, and the queen would ask to ask, install a new prime minister and form a new government and cabinet. But these people are shameless. They will take no responsibility. They have not a shred of honor or integrity, and we're stuck with them until we rid ourselves of them. Yeah. Beyond Amen. belief. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't just said be that honest, I cannot believe what I'm hearing. And I'm watching all these nodding jackasses on much of the mainstream media, these enablers, these press stenographers for uh, 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 Joe Biden just nodding their heads like trained chimps or seals, clapping like trained seals. It's just absolutely beyond anything I even imagined possible, given what we're actually able to see. If you compare what happened in Vietnam to this, I'd like to just remind you, the South Vietnamese fought very well after we left. The North Vietnamese invaded 
the South in the Easter Offensive in 1972. Whole South Vietnamese units ceased to exist in the initial stages of the invasion. They penetrated deeply past the DMZ. Then the South Vietnamese rallied, and with American air support, they crushed a 150,000-man, three-corps, armor-led blitzkrieg. The only thing, the only reason South Vietnam doesn't exist today is because the rats, the lousy, stinking, no-good Democrats, took advantage of Watergate to cut the legs out from Richard Nixon and withdraw support from the South Vietnamese. They didn't have any fuel for their aircraft, they didn't have any spare parts, and their artillery firing batteries were rationed at 10 rounds a day. But that was over three years after the last American combat unit had pulled out. And then went, but this thing, they had all the warning in the world. They had all the plans to make contingency plans to prepare for getting American citizens out. And it takes the British, the French, and the Germans to disgrace this country, disgrace it, when we've got the same caliber of troops that were at Benghazi sitting on a landing pad in uh, Italy, Ramatelli Air Force Base in Italy, ready to go rescue American citizens, and they had to leave it to contractors who had to pick up weapons dropped by Libyan contractors on the battlefield and go rescue their comrades who are American citizens. Man, I swear I can't stand these people. I mean, these people need to be gone yesterday. Art, that's perfectly well said, I must say. It's just incredible, Joe. I I don't know how else they could sum it up better. Are we becoming so accustomed to not mediocrity, but destructiveness in government from certain people that we just, oh well, that's just the way it is these days. We got a cackling. Did by the way, when they asked Kamala Harris about this situation here, she started cackling again. Did anybody check and see if she laid an egg? That's why I never see anything like this woman. She's asked a serious question about American citizens in jeopardy, and she immediately starts cackling again. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anybody else out there with answers here? I mean, we're we're taking it down. We're, we're chomping on the bed here. I mean, we're, come on, guys. Press the number one six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Press the number one and get your two cents in, and, or three cents, or half a cent, or quarter cent, or your fake penny, whatever it is. Get it in. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. This is all on the record. This is all archived. These voices, the things that are being said, and the things that are going to be uh, promoted here, are, are are being articulated here. On what's wrong with the times in which we live today? This is your chance to be a part of something and to. Uh, Basically, give you give a jab here at this criminal, criminal government, and that's what they are, criminals. And with any criminal, what do you do with a criminal? You prosecute them, and then after you prosecute them, you convict them, and after you convict them, you sentence them, and then it's you know, and we move on to the next. I mean, what do we got to do here? I mean, you know, come on, people, you know, where's your, you know, let's get to solutions. Let's get motivated. It's got to start someplace, somewhere, sometime. You know, Joe, I, I got to reiterate this because it's just astonishing to me. Back in July, of early July, the first week in July, reporters were asking him about the reports of the imminent collapse of the Afghan government and the Afghan National Army. They were asking him about it. He said it wasn't possible. 
But even if he said that publicly, you would at least think, okay, we better get ready for the possibility of it. We better start doing a thing which I learned in non-commissioned officer candidate school in the Army, contingency planning. You would think that a government with the resources the United States federal government has, the Secretary of State, the Pentagon, the Secretary of Defense, all these other clowns, would have immediately started doing so they could be ready for an imminent collapse and say, oh, it's not possible. They're so well-trained, it's 330000 and only $75,000 have yeah, thought, know. You know, they would have immediately, but no. No, when it happened, they acted like they were surprised, and we know they weren't. They were derelict. They were negligent. Well, they might have even be wanted surprised. to happen. They were destructive. It couldn't be surprised because, you know, some hey, what percentage of the soldiers in the Afghan army still had their beards? If they had their beards, they were part of Taliban. And now the ones, now that all this stuff is going down, those that's clean shaven is trying their best to grow a beard to keep from getting their heads cut off. <laughs> oh, I tell you something, uh, uh, and Joe, did you guys see that interview uh, done by a female journalist with, I believe, Vice for Showtime. And she had three very tough, bearded Taliban commanders. And she's asking them questions. And one of her first questions to them was, uh, how are you, if you take over the government, this is after the imminent collapse and the pending collapse of the government, which, by the way, I spoke to you about, I don't know, three three weeks or so, when I saw a whole battalion of the Afghan National Army just walk in and surrender to the Taliban. Remember that was all over the news? And I was saying, it looks yeah. like they're headed for a collapse then. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole yeah. battalion, fully armed and just handed the stuff over. And I was saying that there three weeks ago. And, and anyway, this journalist, this Female journalist, she's wearing a burqa and everything else so she can talk to them because they're not going to talk to a woman who ain't clad right, right? I mean, remember, they want them to wear a mask, you know, kind of like they want us to wear masks here, you know? Anyway, she's asking them about democracy and women's rights in Afghanistan. Do you realize the second that question came out of that woman's mouth, those three Taliban commanders, one of them, I think, the leader was Tatabu, Tatabu, Tatabub, I forget exactly what it but starts with a T. He started laughing uproariously. The rest of them started giggling and laughing. And then they asked to shut the cameras off. They couldn't get any words out. They were laughing so hard. They thought it was an absurd question. Women's rights and Islam and the Taliban. And, and, and you know, and, they, and, and I'm, I was thinking to myself, here we were. Worried about importing fourth-wave feminism to an 8th-century culture that literally couldn't even phantom it has a practical reality. And it was a primary priority concern with these idiots. Fourth-wave feminism in Afghanistan. You know who found that out? And and, and this is the final point I want to make here. And and I, I want every feminist... And soy boy punk ass out there to listen carefully to my words. Women are only ever going to have the rights that men are willing to fight and die for. Because when civilization collapses, 
like we're looking at in Afghanistan, and in many places in the inner cities throughout the United States, when civilization collapses, brutes, the brutality and strength of men predominates, and women's rights tend to go out the window. Just like them to realize that. Realize that. So you better hope for civilization to succeed and quit cheering for the end of it. Talking about the patriarch and all the other craziness they say. <laughs> Wake up! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know when uh, that was so rec- so readily recognized, Sarge, when Condoleezza Rice had her position, and defense uh, Delgado, what was her position? What was her position? She was and national security advisor. To, national security uh, advisor. That's what I'm saying. When she attended she was meetings, she's state too now. Don't forget, she's both. You know, she, she was not security by first, and then later she became Secretary of State. Yeah, she had that problem, too, but it just wasn't readily put out there, her being a female sitting down at the table with people of that particular tradition and culture presented sort of a problem. Uh, hey, I got uh, Barack Obama with his name. Yeah, yeah, Barack Obama with his name and but his complexion. Like we said, though, B. Again, I mean, this was the priority with these fools. It's like they literally did not understand the culture they were dealing with. Fourth wave feminism was really a high priority with these jerks. Well, some people understood it, but a lot of people didn't want to believe it. And that's why Barack Obama was supposed to be a saving grace because of his name and, of course, because of his complexion, too. He wasn't actually black. He was more sand than anything else, I think. Of course, it depends on well, the, how the lights fell over. Well, we know what Barack Obama was. He was a, we know what you know, he was. He wasn't a natural-born <laughs> citizen. That's the main thing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, Connecticut, welcome to the podcast. Hey, good evening, everybody. Uh, after preparing for this hurricane and everything, I'm, I'm kind of beat out and whatever, but I, I thought I'd jump in here because you got two two guys on here. Two gentlemen on here that know exactly what they're talking about. They're talking about what is, not what could be, and they are so right in everything that they're talking about. You know, you ha- you had a uh, an interview between Fauci and, and some senator on there, and or whoever it was, and they're telling Fauci, you know, we could give you five years in jail and cut off your head if you lie to us, and he lies to him. You know, you've got Hillary Clinton up there in front of the Senate wiping the server with a rag when they ask her a question. You've got Clapper saying he doesn't spy on American people, but not wittingly. And nothing happens to these people. The point I'm trying to make is is that all of these people down there in the District of Criminals, they need to go because all they do is lie to us time and time and time again. And they got us riled up, and there's nothing we can do about it. You've, you've, got, you've got an officer that shoots the woman at the Capitol, and and they and they can't and they can't come to an understanding of what really happened because it's all a cover up. They have their own agenda, and we're not part of it. it it's time to start anew. Yeah. Well, you know, on that Capitol shooting, and I hate to say this like this, white should have been marching and burning up shit the same way you see BLM be doing. And I understand. But sometimes you got to fight fire with fire. 
Yeah. Yeah, in a matter of speaking an opinion. Sure, you're entitled to that opinion, sure. You're not advocating anything for anybody to do anything, so yeah. No, no I'm, I'm not advocating anything. Oh, yeah. No, we know yeah, that. Well, I know one that, thing. This should have been a concerted you know? pushback against the fact that the Capitol Police Department launched an internal investigation and exonerated themselves. Now, I thought we weren't supposed to accept that sort of thing when the police did that. I thought the police were supposed to be assumed to be incapable of investigating themselves objectively. I was thought there had to be some neutral or semi-neutral third parties to come in and examine the situation with it. But no, when it comes to this one, we're supposed to accept their word for it and end the matter. Since yeah, when is psychology major. Norm? I thought the other a was psych- a new norm. A psychology major is supposed to step in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, well, Chicago, police investigate themselves, they find themselves not guilty. Oh, well, the rest of us are supposed to accept that, right? Because we learned since George Floyd, we're supposed to accept the police's word about everything, right? Really? Yeah. Well, here it is well, right people, here. You know, you got the, you got the, uh, you know, you got a massive protest exploding worldwide. You know, uh, I mean, uh, let's get into this. This is what we're talking about right here, right? Doing something about it. Fighting back. Well, the rest of the world's doing it right now. We play this one right here. Tyranny and indescribably offensive. So for God's sake, don't let them scare you into getting vexed. Tell them to stop the shots. Thank you. The whole world is going into captivity until we're all worldwide and the system to put what they want in our bodies when they want. We've got incredible footage next hour of Ireland, them coming to people's houses, beating them up. Somebody said they might have COVID. It's all ridiculous, but the borders, again, are wide open. Here's an important clip from an Australian captive speaks out on the horrors of currently living in the police state. Um, We're not allowed to travel more than five kilometers from our house even to get groceries. We try to order groceries online, particularly Western Sydney here, which which is facing the worst lockdowns where people can't go to work unless they've had the jab. Uh, and, and you try to order groceries online and they don't, they're inundated. So we're in a really difficult situation. They've just, we previously had a rule where there was what's called a single bubble where you can go and see your friend if you don't have a partner. Now that's changed as well where you have to actually register one person only that you're allowed to visit and that person needs to be no more than five kilometres from your house. It is tyranny. <laughs> tyranny. Wasn't wasn't there a day when they said it was? Wasn't it supposed to end like last week or like or did they extend it? What happened? With it that? never does. No. So as of last night, um, they've announced that it's going to get even harsher. And uh, our premier actually used the word war on television yesterday. She said, "This is literally a war." So she's the same one. Put it down. She's the same one that said. Don't talk to your neighbors, and I'm not joking. Don't look at the sunset. Don't even leave your house. They see on your porch they come after you now. Because you put up with it, so now it's more, more, more. But it's a paradox with the, with the Aussies. Now there's about 25% that have accepted the deadly injection. So the, the, the leaders are saying, well, you have to go to 70% before we let you out of your houses. But you know once it hits 70, they're going to want 100. Th- these are criminals. Oh, oh, by the way, there's big press conferences this week. It's in all the studies. More studies just came out. Uh, these these Moderna and Pfizer shots are attacking the ovaries and uterus, and I've got clips on that coming up as well. Uh, but Owen Schroyer is going to be joining us 
in studio. He reports to jail tomorrow for his thought crimes. He was at the Capitol and didn't even bullhorn anybody, but uh, he, he was there and tried to tried to stop what happened. And so they lied about him and created a false false charge. This is the criminal activity of the government. Be right back. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Hello, Alex, if I can, just quickly, infowarsstore.com. All right, everybody, Joseph Gibson, podcasting here, understanding the times we're today. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, you got it right then. Uh, they want uh, 20- 25% of Australia is vaccinated right now. They originally said 25%, and then, you know, we, we loosen the restrictions or whatnot, because they're under full lockdown, full, full martial law right now. Um, you know, and that's what's coming to America. What will happen if they lock us down here? You think they'll lock us down here like that? I don't think they will. I think they'll, I think they'll do something more or less like they did during the last, last, but they'll do it in stages and dupe everybody into uh, compliance. And then once they got your business shut down, they won't let you reopen until you really fully comply. You know, I think they'll do something along those lines. And they'll do it in sections of the country, stricter and harder in others, and less harder in others, and more hard in others. You know what I mean? I think that's how they're going to do it here. It's coming here. It's coming. I mean, uh, I, I just don't see any. I don't see them getting out of it in any type way whatsoever. I just don't see it happening. I mean, what do you think, guys? Well, the, 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 you know, there's a lot to be said there, Joe, when you talk about. Uh, the raising the temperature on the frog and a, a pot of boiling water slowly. Uh, I think if they do it, that would be the way they do it. But remember, they do have to contend with 50 states in this union, 50. Yeah. And that means every single governor would have to comply with it. I know many of them will, if not most. Almost every blue state governor will, and maybe even most of the red states. I'm certain not all of them would, and that will be the key. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, what, what else do I got here for this that's uh, along these lines of this uh, this shutdown here, uh, worldwide news? Because it's Sunday. This is when it all gets released, and they play it on Monday. So I get it today, and uh, a lot of this. I mean, other people can get it. I'm just saying I subscribe to a lot of this stuff. So, uh you know, this will be the tomorrow's news today. You know, that's what we're getting, you know. <laughs> but uh, we are the resistance. We are the resistance. And if we don't stand up and resist, we are going to be assimilated into this, this new world order. This, And that's what, exactly what it is. They want a one-world uh, cooperative uh, people, and they want to annihilate the population, get rid of the old people, get rid of the, the people that are a pain in the neck, I guess you could say, or a waste of space, as the rich people like to say. And they want to... Uh, uh, you know, uh, control us. It's all about control, 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 control. There's no other way. To, there's no other way to explain it. And 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 if you're not part of the big club, like Connecticut said, if you're not in the big club, you know, um, and it's the same big club they beat you over the head with every single day. You know, uh, telling you you got to believe this way, you got to think this way, you got to do it this way, and that's it. And uh, well, until we comply, you know. Joe, you got to remember, the biggest threat that older people are to these people's order is that most of us were educated in a time where they actually taught civics. We were actually yeah. taught the relationship between the states, the federal government, and the Constitution. They taught it to us, and they generally gave us pretty much the principles, as generally speaking, as they were understood by the founding fathers. We at least had a, a, a basic realization 
of the differential relationships between these various entities, and particularly what the people were. They are changing this now. They're indoctrinating younger students. The threat from older people is, is that we understand a different reality much more than any other group of people. And that's why they fear us and want to rid themselves of us. Yeah. I mean, and we don't. And you're right about the gen, certain groups of people that are still around today that are awake. You know, that first caller that called in there, that crank caller there, he, uh, you know, the younger generation, they're not going to stand up and fight for anything. They're not going to, they're not going to stand up against this thing and reject it. They're going to assimilate. They're going to want their social media. They, you, you know, there's just no way. I can't see them turning into another World War II generation type of people. You know what I mean? No way. No way. It ain't gonna happen. No, they—they've been taught that virtue signaling is of the utmost importance. That to have the correct thoughts about something is more important than having the correct thoughts. To be uh, 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 to be woke is more important than anything else. It shows that you're adaptable and prepared to change and to resist the currents of racism and genocide and. Enslavement of women and all the other nonsense these idiots say. Just, 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 you know, I I mean, it's really dismaying to think the way that younger people have been so indoctrinated. They can't answer basic historical questions. I mean, basic. I'm not talking about going into details behind the scenes and the labyrinth, this, that, and the other of who did what on what particular date. They can't even answer the basic. Like, who was the United States fighting against in the Revolutionary War? It is dismaying. Well, you know it's not their fault, right? Uh, Yeah, we know who's fault. That ain't the young people's fault. That was the. No, 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 it's not. it's not. You're right. That's the mother of the father. Let me play a little more of this emergency broadcast here and then see what we can come up with. And maybe we can motivate some other people here. Give me some uh, talking points here. Just, uh, give, me, give me some other motivation. I mean, I, I've said the same thing over and over. I mean, come on, man. The risk really are. And the fact that there are treatment options. You don't need to rush into something experimental. So. Please join us at truthforhealth.org. We are crusading to help all of the voiceless patients have a place of helpful, truthful, balanced, medically sound approaches. And I literally have hundreds of these clips every day I can play of, of a lot prominent science doctors, Nobel Prize winners, all saying the same thing. And I've got all these different studies showing that they did previous trials on animals. Fauci did. They actually know what this does. And it basically eats the uterus, eats the ovaries, eats the testicles. Uh, they've done it. This is their depopulation plan. It's incredible. All right, Owen Schroyer, soon to be a political president. Pray for him. He's right here next to me. When we come back on this Sunday transmission, and then he'll host with me, and then he'll co-host Sunday Live, 6 to 8 p.m. For who knows how long we'll get back. Hopefully very, very soon. But we'll see. A lot of folks disappear forever. <laughs> fight tyranny. You say you want to fund the second American revolution. I know you do. That's why you're here. So I'm encouraging all of you watching and listening right now to understand 
that there are really two places in the media that don't back down and that tell the truth, that have great products that are self-funded. And that's InfoWarsStore.com with the supplements, the books, the films, the water filters, the air filters, all of it, and Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com. When you go to MyPillow.com and use promo code Alex, you get the very best deals he's got, 66% off, up to that, on shoes and beds and sheets and towels and pillows. The list goes on and on, made right here in America, a 360 win. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code Alex, the best discounts out there. They profit shares with us, it helps fund the InfoWar, and continue to shop at InfoWarStore.com because we're sponsored by patriots like you, and we're thankful and we will never back down to the globalists. So thank you so much for your support. August 22nd, a live Sunday broadcast with soon-to-be political prisoner, Owen Schroyer. Mainstream media, government cover-ups. You want to stop tyranny? Well, so does he. Live from the InfoWars.com studios, it's Alex Jones. Tucker Carlson knocked it out of the park Friday night doing most of his hour-long transmission on all the evidence of the FBI and Deep State provocateuring January 6th. But there was a big Reuters article with senior FBI officials off record saying that Trump, myself, Roger Stone, had all been investigated that we did not premeditatedly order folks to attack the Capitol. So to scapegoat that story and to change the subject, they had an investigation waiting in the wings of a totally innocent man, Owen Schroyer, InfoWars co-host. So here's Tucker Carlson's coverage of that. As a rule, federal law enforcement agencies like the FBI are not in the business of exonerating people. That is definitely job. Their job is to investigate crimes, gather evidence, and provide that evidence to prosecutors. That's how our criminal justice system works. You are innocent until proven guilty. That's the whole point. So the FBI doesn't declare you innocent. That's the assumption we all get from the beginning. The Constitution makes that very clear. Again, it's the whole point of our justice system. So it's worth paying attention when the FBI makes a point of exonerating large groups of people, no matter who those people are. And that happened today when several sources told Reuters that, in fact, January 6th was not an insurrection after all. According to Reuters, there won't be, quote, any charges alleging that any individual or group played a central role in organizing or leading the riot. So there was no plan to overturn the election. There was no coordination at all. As one law enforcement source told Reuters, quote, 90 to 95 percent of these are one-off cases. Then you have 5 percent, maybe, of these militia groups that were more closely organized. But there was no grand scheme with Roger Stone and Alex Jones and all of these people to storm the Capitol and take hostages. Therefore, don't expect any more charges for conspiracy or sedition or anything like that. Huh? What is since when does the FBI go out of its way to leak information exonerating Roger Stone and Alex Jones? What is going on here? As a threshold matter, it's worth remembering what the FBI was claiming for the last eight months. On January 30th of this year, the FBI planted this story in the Washington Post, one of many. Quote, FBI probe of U.S. Capitol riot finds evidence detailing coordination of an assault. Meanwhile, every national security expert, including the former FBI director, repeated that line verbatim on television for the entire year.
Well, we're learning about how the insurrection was planned and new warnings about the threat we still face. You really don't end up with a crowd of that size, of that direction, of that cohesiveness without a significant degree of pre-planning. Every law enforcement leader has said that this was coordinated and planned. All the witnesses agree this was planned. This was a planned, coordinated attack. These were not tourists. These were not misfits. Uh, this was an organized insurrection, and all the images that you're showing prove that. There's no doubt there were at least some conspiracies. People wandering around exercising their First Amendment rights don't bring ropes and ladders and sledgehammers to a spontaneous event. This was a planned assault as if going after a castle. These people are so dishonest. What they don't want to admit is that the people who were there that day thought the election was stolen from them. Why did they think that? Because the way that we vote was changed at the last minute using COVID as a pretext because the tech companies working at the behest of the Democratic National Committee shut down opposition online to the Democratic candidate. Is that a fair election? If that were happening in Hungary, would we say that's totally fine, that's cool, that's democracy? No. And every American knew that, and some of them were mad enough to go to Washington, and some misbehaved and broke the law. We're not defending that. But the idea that this was coordinated by white supremacists, no. It was Americans who believed in democracy until they saw it thwarted by the people you just saw on TV. So now the FBI admits there was no insurrection. Every normal person knew that at the time. Chewbacca guy wasn't leading a plot to overthrow the U.S. government. What a lie. So what is going on here? Well, keep in mind this. The FBI has never stated, publicly or otherwise, how many of its agents or proxies were involved that day. It's pretty clear if there was organization going on, some of it came from the feds. That's true. We were attacked for saying it, but it's true. Court filings from the DOJ show the government identified many alleged ringleaders of the insurrection, but weirdly, those people were never charged. Those ringleaders appear to have been working for the FBI. And there were a lot of them. In all, Revolver News has reported that there are, quote, upwards of 20 unindicted co-conspirators on the January 6th indictments, all playing various roles in the conspiracy who have not been charged for virtually the same activities, and in some cases, much, much more severe activities as those named alongside them in the indictments, end quote. That's not some whack job right-wing opinion. You can check the indictments for yourself if you want, and you should. So the question is, how many of those unindicted co-conspirators were working for the DOJ? That's a good question, one that nobody seems interested in answering. Dick Cheney's daughter's out there every day demanding that we have this investigation. Adam Kinzinger cried about it on TV, but they don't want to answer that question. Why is that exactly? Well, today's announcement from the FBI guarantees that none of those ringleaders will ever be charged. Oh, that means if they were working for the FBI, if they were agents or informants, like the leaders of the plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan, for example, there's now a very good chance we will never know. Maybe that's the point. None of this means the DOJ is going to stop prosecuting political dissidents, however. They're full speed ahead on that. Just today, the DOJ, the Biden administration, announced is charging a host at InfoWars, a man called Owen Schroyer, with several federal crimes, including, quote, entering a restricted area on January 6th. Well, that sounds bad. What did Owen Schroyer do? He didn't go inside the Capitol building on January 6th. He stood on the Capitol steps with hundreds of other people. He didn't even loot Macy's, like Black Lives Matter. He just stood there on the Capitol steps, a building he thought he owned as an American citizen. 
What's going on here exactly? Well, Owen Shore's real crime appear to have occurred in December of 2019 when he shouted mean things to Jerry Nadler during a congressional hearing. The DOJ accused him of disorderly conduct and told him never go near the Capitol again. You don't want to hurt Jerry Nadler's feelings. <laughs> he disobeyed. Now he's going to jail on Monday. Are you cool with this, Dick Cheney's daughter? Is that all right with you? Is this the country you want to live in? How about that, Adam Kinzinger? Is this the democracy you fought for? Please. So the ringleaders of the riots go free, especially if they're working for the FBI, but the people who offend Joe Biden's friends, they're in jail. And the left burning down cities, well, they're mostly peaceful. Owen, uh, what is this like for you to be witnessing all this happen? You know, the whole experience since January 6th has just been surreal overall. And, you know, Alex, we've always had a sense of urgency here at InfoWars. I think that's what separates our news coverage and live transmissions and reports and exclusive reports. We're desperate Americans trying to save the country. And, and, and you know, so we've kind of seen this coming. And then, and then they, they ran the big lie of January 6th and the, and the Nazi Reichstag-style event 2021. And then we watch them round up political distance. We watch the media push it. They have, uh, I think, now 600 political prisoners in D.C. and some in other Many of which just walked in with a flag and are in solitary environment. We're talking about veterans. We're talking about pastors. We're talking about uh, women. Uh, you know, and these are all innocent people. And, and, and on, a, on their face innocent, but even, even more innocent when you look in comparison. You know, Alex, I guess I should have been in D.C. at the Capitol in June of 2020, you know, assaulting out police officers and damaging property. Attacking people, breaking windows. Burning churches to the ground. You know, then I probably would have been okay. And, you know, I sent some of the crew footage of just some of the violence from the inauguration in 2016. We're going to be covering it tonight, Sunday Night Live. And it's the same thing. And you, these people at the time, they're all on video. They, they never got harassed by the FBI. And, and Owen, we're going to talk about this when well, they dropped almost all the charges for the billions of damage and murders and killing across the country. People are, don't understand. If you read the arrest warrant and the, and the charging paper, it literally is like Looney Tunes lies saying he entered the Capitol, he assaulted people, uh, he, he called for attacking the Capitol. And then the videos they use as their evidence is him trying to stop people going in. I, I mean, I, I don't even know what the, the FBI is actually freaked me out. I'm actually scared. I mean, I mean, like, why would these are crazy people? I, I, I don't even know what to say at this point. I mean, I, like their exhibits is you being good, and then they lie. Like, what is this? It, I'm telling you, it's the collapse of civilization. It's not just the FBI. Everything's incompetent now. That's what it is. It's just incompetent lunatic asylum. We are living in a lunatic asylum. Look at the fall of Afghanistan. This is crazy. Now that is a great one. All right, everybody, Joseph Gibson podcasting here, understanding the times which we say, I mean, uh, these people are nuts. <laughs> They're evil, evil. All right, 657-383-0616. The FBI, in a committee hearing, stated that the FBI asked um, not to show up on a, uh, I can't read that, what, he, what he's saying, there's somebody in the chat room there, um, the day they stopped letting, uh, uh, I don't know, I guess. All right, well, uh, some people type in the chat room anyway. But uh, what do you think, Sarge? Bianca, Connecticut, you still uh, Look, man, uh, you know, I don't trust the FBI. I don't know about you. I think they lie about everything. But, you know, that's why I, I feel so ambivalent about accepting this report that 
there was no conspiracy on January 6th and all that other because they lie about everything. Why would they tell the yeah. truth about this and it tends to exonerate Donald Trump? I mean, you know, I mean, I just don't trust them. But it makes sense because you and I both know Donald Trump didn't coordinate, order, or anything like that with regard to this insurrect, this so-called insurrection. There was no plan. This idiot running around with a shaman hat. Wasn't anybody trying to overthrow the government of the United States. This is just so absurd on its face that I have to kind of accept maybe this time the FBI is actually telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I doubt it, though, but it could be. <laughs> that, was a conversation all, that was a conversation all along. You know, looking at the logistics and the time frame that things happen and listening to the conversation that Donald Trump was having at his rally, there's no way in the world that he told people to go and do what did happen. Uh, the initial thing is that people were there because they were concerned about the electoral process and the ballots and the stealing of the election through COVID and a whole host of things. But that's the narrative that they ran to. And, of course, people... In the state of mind that they are today, I should say state of intelligence, well, they believe what the media said, and that's terrible. Well, what's more, even more important than the FBI report, and it certainly is significant, is the fact that anytime you see these demon rats hanging onto it the way they are, desperately trying to convince us that the biggest threat to the United States domestically, and in fact, in its entire security um, regime, is some dumbass wearing a horned hat, and uh, and grandmothers who go into the Capitol building to express their uh, um, um, dismay over the election. I mean, the fact that they're so desperate to convince us otherwise, or to convince us that that is the case, is more than enough to make me believe that it's all put up. It's simply an excuse for them to crack down on their opposition and to prevent the rise of Donald Trump again. Well, Sarge, look at what have came and gone from Stormy Daniels, Russian collusion. Uh, they looked at the wiretapping of Donald Trump's office by saying, well, the Department of Justice has no records of uh, any. Well, you don't have to use FBI to wiretap. You can use a private company, and then you would not have any record. So they just go from one thing to the other. They don't give a damn if it has been proven and shown that what they was riding on was a damn falsification and a lie. You just go to something different. Yeah, I know. I mean, you got um, uh, Clapper, Brennan, Comey, McCabe. You know, you got all these retired and current intelligence lackeys and careerists. They, how many years did they waste promulgating Russia collusion? They swore Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. They surveilled officials. They hatched these puerile, adolescent, dumbass plots against an elected president. And, you know, all of that was more important to their careers than worrying about the threat in Afghanistan and planning to deal with it. I mean, I mean this, like these people tell us this is the ultimate in gaslighting. I mean, the ultimate in gaslighting. <laughs> Calling Trump a racist, going back, accusing his grandfather uh, many generations ago as being a racist. And it's just so, and, and it was being played up and down. Look what happened to people 
that so happened to walk in the room where Donald Trump was and said hello to her. Well, they got ridiculed all up and down the grease razor blade pole. Well, we can see the way the polls are heading for Joe Biden. Uh, 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 his glaring inadequacy, and I'm putting it mildly when I say this guy is inadequate. I mean, I, I'm being charitable to say inadequacy. Clearly, the American they didn't bought a pig and a poke, and that includes that other pig is his vice president in waiting or his president in waiting, and they clearly know that we're in trouble with either or both of them as president, and certainly even maybe even worse with Nancy Pelosi as president. We're just in a pickle. Well, I'll tell well, you what, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. As I said before, they put more emphasis on the diversity, the, the the look presentation, look of Joe Biden's administration rather than the substance of the people who was holding the position. Now, we know that Donald Trump has some ignoramuses that came and go, but uh, I don't think nothing like what we have here. I mean, just I because got 909 what here. You, 909 wants what, to you, the what you got in your administration supposedly look like the population. That don't mean that it's going to work effectively. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. All, All right, right. Here you. 909. Go ahead. Hello. Thanks, guys, for taking my call. This is Mass Free America. And I apologize for what I typed in there in the chat room. I meant to. Oh, that's okay. What, I, meant, I remember watching the committee hearings on the, when, uh, how was everything a breach when they had. Um, not the officers, but they had uh, what was it? The guy um, in arms, the uh, sergeant in arms, uh, head of the FBI, representative, and a couple others that that testified about that day. And the one that was for the FBI had said that they had they had telephoned certain groups of members of parties that usually go to these things and disrupt them not to show up. And I thought that was odd for her to come out there and say that, that they actually, you know. So, again, I, I think they, not normally just the FBI, but another one of our uh, so so far uh, trustee worthy agencies that uh, may help with that whole day of um, 10 to, or um, 1 to X. Well, uh, somebody want to take a shot at that? Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, um, I, I recall what the gentleman is speaking about, and uh, that's further indication of the fact that they know everything they've been saying is simply blown-up rhetoric designed to distract and to take away attention from the fact that the only organized opposition to subvert and overthrow the government was that that was done against Donald Trump from the moment he declared himself as a candidate right through the time he became a president, and it was instigated at the various, very highest levels of the government. We're talking about the highest levels of the intelligence agencies, the highest levels of the Department of Justice and the FBI, all the way down through to the courts, who are either willing or unwilling partners in uh, carrying out the campaign against Donald Trump. All of this stuff is going to come out to light, along with the fact that they literally stole the election out from underneath Donald Trump with the help of six states in which they did it. Remember, not the entire country. Six states were the states they used to take the election from the rightful president, Donald John Trump. But, you know, you're, that, is, that is correct. And the other six states, I was wondering, why was Georgia such an important state? I mean, 
Georgia, of all the states, and then to come to find out, okay, they do have a strong pull in this, and that was they figured it out, and that was pretty clever of them to throw that in there to help with that whole um, bullshit. Yeah, oh, I live in Georgia. Time. Believe me, I know what a rat's nest it is down here with regard to the Secretary of State and apparently the collusion from our governor, uh, uh, Brian Kemp. I mean, they literally colluded with uh, Stacey Abrams and her little uh, voter project there to unconstitutionally rig the election laws. It, uh, it was literally a violation of the Constitution in that state and three others, in our state and three others, to do what they did. The legislature did not sign off on those election changes, which the Constitution requires. Right. Yes, they got away with it. For whatever and, and reason, they got away with it. And, and I don't understand why she's so upset that she didn't get um, the governor when she's doing enough damage as it is on, on the sidelines. <laughs> Until somebody is punished for what we witnessed these last few years, they're going to do yeah. it again. Somebody has to be <laughs> severely punished in a court of law, if you want to put it like that, to sanitize it. But it has to happen. Didn't you hear you know, about the Sacramento police? They arrested some guy in a car, drunk driving, with firearms, a felon in possession of firearms, and he had thousands of recall ballots in his car. Let me say that again. Sacramento Police Department said in a press release they arrested a guy with a gun, with drugs, and thousands of recall ballots in his car. They're getting ready to do it again in California. They don't want Larry yeah. Elder to become governor. No, they don't. I know. I live here in California, and uh, they, they really – Did you hear about that incident? I didn't yeah, hear about it, that. No. Yeah, I did, yeah. And then the Sacramento police arrested a guy with that. They said, this is what they said. Now, I don't know if it's true, but this is what they said in the press release. He had thousands of recall ballots in his car. How in the hell did he get them? Is anybody in the mainstream oh. press going to ask? Well, we, like I say, they're really promoting the mail-in ballots here. I have a couple commercials I've heard. They really want us to mail our votes in. And it's like, yeah, bullshit. We're carrying those in. I mean, these people are not deterred by the law. They're not worried about being punished. They know they've got the courts and this corrupt Department of Injustice on their side, and they figure they can get away with it again. Wait, was this guy's last name Rodriguez? That's probably why they let him go free. Point, yeah, there's a uni-party aspect to this, but there is only one party that's actually impelling this, and that's the Democrat Party, because they have more to gain from it than Republicans do. Republicans just get in on the corruption because it's a normal, or maybe a bit, maybe the corruption on steroids. You expect from politicians once they become entrenched, they're all they all have a tendency to become corrupt. The Democratic Party, though, is run by not just corrupt people, radically corrupt people with Marxist notions. You've got to understand that distinction. I agree. It is significant. The underground weatherman says it all. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's 
true. No, All right, well, good. well, closing thoughts to tonight's show. I guess we'll just wrap it up, but go down the line here. Everybody take a few minutes just to give your thoughts and opinions. Uh, we've talked about it so much here in a short time. <laughs> Man, it was pretty powerful, actually. Uh, Piaki, I'll start with you first. Go ahead. Well, I tell you what, uh, all the things that we have talked about, if that wasn't enough to raise your blood pressure, take a look at that gun control bill that Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas, the black female congresswoman of Texas, is proposing. You're talking about some hocus pocus. Man, Sarge, if you got a fifty caliber bullet in your pocket... You stand a chance to go to jail. Read that <laughs> act when you get a chance to. I'm going to try to email it to you. <laughs> okay, I'd like to see it's it. It's Bill brother. 127, by the way. Uh, man, I'm telling you. Think about it for a minute. They armed the Taliban through negligence, careless, or who knows, maybe even deliberately. I, at this point, I'm not willing to rule anything out. And they want to disarm law-abiding American citizens because they're afraid of what we might have to do someday with the arms we have. And by the way, didn't we hear um, Joe Biden tell us not too long ago that uh, there's no use to you keeping your AR-15 because they have F-15s and nuclear weapons? So I guess they well, figure, well, it's no harm in letting the uh, Taliban have hundreds of thousands of M4 carbines and squad automatic weapons and uh, grenade launchers. Because after all, we've got F-15s and nuclear weapons, right? Maybe there's a certain uh, logic to all of it. What do you think? Well, I tell you what, wasn't he in line with warrantless searches for weapons in your house? I think he made mention of some time ago. Yeah, but they want to take one... all our guns. They want to put every firearm capable of accepting a detachable magazine under the National Firearms Act, meaning you've got to pass a background check to own it, and you've got to pay a $200 transfer tax on every magazine and every firearm. That's literally what they have in store for our future if we let them do it. Hey, you got to get a license just to have ammunition of sorts. H.R. 127 is titled the Firearm Licensing and Registration Act. Sponsor. Well, actually, it's named after some Shabika Shaikh. I guess someone got killed. But uh, it's sponsored by Sheila Jackson Lee. And one more thing. There's another representative up there in, I believe, Oregon. She's trying to come up with some, uh, what, a red flag law where the police can come and take your guns in order to keep you from harming yourself. Then you got to go between for a judge or a sheriff, and they have to decide whether or not. I mean, it's really crazy. And on Schiller's law, you have to tell them all this has to be done within 10 days. Uh, you got to get the application. You got to get an application for the the ammunition. You got to tell them why you want the gun and all this stuff, which is nothing more than an attack on the Second Amendment and our liberties. I see you guys. Yeah, later. I'm looking at the bill now. It's everything you say it is, Bianca. I'm looking a summary of HR 127, 17th Congress summary for the bill, and it's everything you say it is and worse. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, Tim Kennedy, you want to say something real quick? Yeah. It's, right, it's been very, very interesting. And what do I say? I say that if you can have a president killed driving through Dallas, if you can get in front of Congress and lie and have nothing happen to you, if you can start wars when a war 
wasn't inevitable, and then fund both sides. If you can say you're going to get out of Afghanistan by a certain date, then don't do it, and then lie about it. What trust, any trust, can you put in the people that you have working for us? I say it's time to start anew. The people here are very knowledgeable, extremely talented, are talking about what is and what was, not what could be. And as you can see by this entire conversation tonight, this government is complete garbage. It doesn't matter what side or what party you're on. They're both on the same side, and it's not our side. All right. Hey, uh, 909, you're right in here later. I'll give you the final thoughts. How's that? I appreciate that. I'll be real quick. Just wondering how the hell they're vetting all these Afghanis, supposedly, that are left behind that come here and they're supposedly vetting them in other parts of the world before they get to come here. How's that supposed to happen? Uh, I don't know, actually. Uh, sorry, do you want to answer that? I mean, do you want to make a comment uh, I didn't hear the question. What was that again? Uh, yeah, can you say it a little bit like a caller? Yeah, 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 I'm sorry, guys. I was just saying, um, since they're, the Afghanis that are, they're supposed to come into our country, the refugees, you say, how are they, uh, ben, they say they're vetting them before they're getting here. I was wondering, how is that possible when we still have Americans over there, but they're bringing in the Afghanis instead? Well, it's extremely unlikely, given the fact that at the present moment there is no government in Afghanistan. Uh, I, I would imagine they were going to use whatever records the United States have of them working with the United States. But normally, when you vet a person for either a visa or entry into the United States, you call, you also run them through checks with their host country. There is no government in Afghanistan. So to answer your question, I don't know exactly how to properly answer it. Thank you. That's fine. Thank you. You answered it for me. All right. All right. Well, I guess that's about it, Sarge. Uh, it was a good podcast. Uh, great show, as always. Uh, great conversation, man. Everybody be good. Be safe. God bless the Republic. But we are making a stand, and we're waking everybody up that 9-11 was an inside job. And you are the minority. You are the cowards who don't know the truth. You're the people that serve this evil system. You're the people that serve a system that hurts innocent men, women, and children. Not just Iraqis, not just Afghans, not just Africans, but the people right here in this nation. You serve a new world order that attacks and feeds on you. And I'm here to tell you that you will be defeated. Your hours are numbered. We've got the energy. We've got the life force. All you've got is evil backing you up. All you've got is greed and liking to look at yourself in the mirror. Because deep down, the new world order is a pot-bellied chicken neck ninny. And all the armor and all the weapons are nothing. You are nothing compared to good. You are nothing compared to life. And you will be defeated. I want the individuals out there, I want free humanity to turn themselves loose, to cut the chains loose. 
and they use the end of that chain to slap the New World Order right upside the head. You've got the power. You want to know who can defeat the New World Order? It is you. You're the individuals that are going to be able to defeat this system. You're the individuals that are going to be able to take down the New World Order. It doesn't matter if Ron Paul wins. It doesn't matter if they rig the election. What matters is, is that we're starting to stand up. We're starting to move. We're starting to find our legs. We're starting to build our muscle. We're starting to realize that we do have power, and we can work together, and we can take action, and that the naysayers are a pack of weak liars who have never had any successes in their life and who are upset and frustrated to see us beginning to have victories against tyranny. They don't have any respect.